the things, obviously, that, that, that Donald Trump and his supporters are trying to do here, and it's obviously preposterous, is compare himself and the fact that he is being, uh, that he has been arrested and indicted now in two different locales, and it may happen in other places, trying to compare himself to the political persecution faced by Cuban Amer Cubans uh, by the communist government of Cuba. It is absolutely a preposterous suggestion and comparison, uh, but uh, they are attempting uh, to make it, John Kerry. Yes, he is. Uh, this is a witch hunt uh, by a partisan Justice Department by his opponent in the next elect. That is the Trump argument. It's also an effort, Jake, to show I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, you know, they're coming after me. When they're done with me, they're coming after you. That's the whole persecution uh, theme he makes. Uh, but you know, food for everyone. Food for food for everyone. Uh, Class. He says there. Uh, so this is this is this is the visual he wants. I just left the courthouse. I'm good. Welcome to the Why Are We Like This podcast, the podcast about Florida's true wait, crime. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait, David, David, do it right. Come on. Uh, you guys, yeah. I did everything right and they indicted me. <laughs> Do you guys hear it? I did, yeah, the second time. Uh, I don't hear it. <laughs> I I heard it the second time. I did everything right and they indicted <laughs> me. Uh, of course, we kid. This is why we like this, the podcast that treats Florida like the active crime scene it is. I'm David Quinones, and I will somehow cut together that fucking disaster abortion of a uh, intro into something. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Tomas Kennedy. What's up, Tomas? You know. <laughs> Tomas, is, Tomas is podcasted out, I think. Tomas is like... It's been a week. It's been, actually, I'm going to get my vape. That's how my week is going. <laughs> Uh, so if Tomas is here, uh, we are also joined, as always, by Gerald Doherty, our fellow co-host. Hi, Gerald. Hello. Uh, I'm doing very well. I, I'm I'm feasting on the misfortunes of others. Um, so I'm in, it's it's St. Patrick's Day for me all over again. I'm feeling very Irish about all this. Very Irish, and also um, ready to deliver the first of what we hope will become a recurring segment later on at the end oh, of the yes. episode. So stick around for it. It's going to be Gerald's market watch. We're going to check in on some of the more woke products and how they're doing, yeah. but this is a little bit of like a, no, a, a really notebook that. news. I want to, we have a lot of resistance moms, uh, who listen to this and I want to make sure if they're going to be watching this trial that they're getting their Bud Light at target and tagging us in it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so we're going to get to that. Today's going to be a little bit of like a notebook news dump day. Um, we wanted to mention a couple of um, sad items first. Obviously, uh, if you are hearing this probably on Saturday morning, um, Daniel Ellsberg, the leaker of the Pentagon Papers, mm. died at the age of 92. Um, I don't know if you guys have any like thoughts about that or if that was like any, I remember, you know, kind of reading about Pentagon Papers when I was in college. And that was like a kind of a big deal, um, formative political you know, chapter in American history. I don't know. Do you, do you guys have any, anything like that? I, I remember he came to my school at Ithaca college um, in the early 2010s um, and gave this like impassioned, you know, speech about like the importance of like, not just like transparency, but courage and sign of the times. Uh, a lot of those students were basically calling him like the OG Glenn Greenwald and how, you know, how quickly times have changed uh, since then. Um, but no, uh, I didn't know who he was until he came to the school. And I, I came away. I, you know, I, it's not like I got to like meet him or anything, but just hearing what he had to say um, about what it was like um, and how he would do it all again if he had to. Um, it, 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 it 
it instills a certain spirit in you. Like it, it, it speaks to you like deeply. I'm trying to think of an alternate history where like Lee Iacocca gave him a quarter billion dollars to start oh, his own website or something like that. <laughs> um, and then uh, a little bit closer to home and very sad for um, those of us, those of you who are like sort of in our extended family of, of Miami folks, uh, Danny Agnew, a Liberty City business owner and activist uh, who a lot of us know. I met him through his brother, Philip. Um, who was a friend of my old podcast uh, uh, and co-founder of Roots Collective, was in a terrible um, eight-car accident on I-95, which, as a lot of people know, if you've driven around here, it's it's a death trap, that place. Um, so he, he, he died Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. And um, there's a GoFundMe. You can find it. Celebrate the life of Danny Agnew. I think you guys probably knew the Agnew, know the Agnew brothers a little bit better than me. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, knew, I knew Danny. Tomas, maybe. I knew Danny. Um, I know Philip. Uh, Phil a little more. Um, but just really sad. Really sad. I mean, you know, he did a lot. Of, they do a lot of great work in the community. They're very rooted in the yeah. community. And it just sucks, man. Please. Yeah. And there's a GoFundMe um, to help cover the cost of the services, which we'll will include when we when we post this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you'll be able to click on the link, and that that GoFundMe is called "Celebrate the Life of Danny Agnew" to help pay for their um, funeral arrangements. It looks like they've already hit their goal, which is great. But you know how costs compile with yeah. these things, so if you can give a few bucks, um, give a few bucks. But our main topic of the day, I think, uh, Tomas, was our, our our field trip on Tuesday that we wanted to talk about. Uh, the world once again turned its gaze to Miami oh, to laugh at us. They're calling it the freak show at Ferguson Courthouse. <laughs> Tomas and I were there uh, to see it with our own four eyes. And um, Trump's no good, very bad day kind of came to a little bit of a head. Just so if somehow you've been hiding um, in a hole somewhere. Uh, from the AP, it was a federal arraignment in Miami on Tuesday. It was a historic, a historic yet virtually invisible to the public. Um, Donald Trump answered to thirty-seven uh, count, a thirty-seven count indictment. He was indicted. He was indicted. Indicted and, uh, me. <laughs> Uh, before you joined, Tomas, Gerald and I were talking about the composition of the crowd, and I know this was something that you talked about too on friend of the podcast too. Um, Billy Corbin's Because Miami show today uh, about how it was like conservatively like a three to one mix of media freaks versus um, like just regular normal freaks. I I don't know. You were there. You tell me Uh, you left a little earlier, but it's, it's, you know, yeah, it was mostly fucking journalists and a lot of cops. It was a lot of, a lot of like on edge police officers. Like I, I, I stupidly stepped over a police line. Like I know that I can be like annoying and like, you know, whatever, but I really was not trying to be like, you know, provocative right. or whatever. Yeah. Randomly like was like, oh, where am I going? I'm going to walk over here. They were like, sir, sir, step that way right now. Right now. I was like, whoa. Very I'm sorry. I was like, I just turned around. But yeah, they were on edge, dude. Yeah. The anabolic steroids were flowing. Yeah, um, man. There was and there an, were, an insane amount of police. Yeah. yeah. and there were, All the cops. I think all the cops. Yeah. Uh, Francis, we were, we were talking about Francis, you know, mayor, the mayor Ponce Postalita was there with like a battalion of like his Tonton Makut, like 16 or maybe 20 <laughs> of just fucking these like uniformed goons, you know, surrounding him. Um, it, granted, you know, the crowd was calling him like Swamp Monster and like Rhino and whatever, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. 
But yeah, mo- mostly just cops and journalists. But there were, you know, like a couple hundred of these like MAGA people there. Yeah, I think that that's a fair assessment. A, a few hundred. That's that's what it seemed like. And around every one of them that was willing to talk, there was like a gaggle of twenty journalists. So it made it seem com- it was ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like also maybe like five hundred, five hundred of them, and like a lot of them were like actually just like people that like flew in into Florida or, or Boston. I don't know, but there's just like a lot of like streamers right on like dnc list like you know like maga in quote unquote influencers or whatever so there there wasn't a lot of like community presence and like what i said in in because miami is if you go to like a lot of these protests and things like like you recognize some of like the maga like community quote unquote people that were there you know so like yeah he didn't like mobilize the the unwashed, you know, like working class masses of Miami out there to, you know, d- defend him against uh, the the witch hunt or whatever. As as we were saying before, if he was able to like muster such a mobilization, which like post January sixth, I don't think there's any appetite among MAGA um, to do anything like that, even if they're just standing around. Because if your whole pitch was Ray Epps and the FBI uh, tricked me into acting on the slogans on my T-shirt and signs and Facebook memes. Um, you don't want to set yourself up for failure in that way. To that point, had there been some romantic, you know, crowd, uh, you know, adoring fans to to talk to and give like a Nelson Mandela esque like speech about how you're a political prisoner, you probably don't make the embarrassing uh, uh, food for everyone cafe Versailles. Uh, uh, meme of the day uh, in the first place you would yeah. you would just speak to your adoring fans yeah so let's get into that what Gerald's talking about is yes, that please Trump went to Versailles which is like you know this like bastion of reactionary and Republican politics probably the most famous Cuban restaurant in Miami the food's not very good objectively it's like a mediocre crap now yeah he went there to do like the usual Versailles Republican meetup that they do you know all the Republicans are like preying on him and being fucking embarrassing and, you know, at one point Trump says, food for everyone, and like just dips without paying. Like, and you know what? Like, it. if DeSantis would have done that, if any other Republican candidate would have done that, I, I do think there would have been like more anger from the people there. But like, I don't know, man, Trump just gets away with this shit. Like, they love him for it. It's like the other day he was like love it. going after um you know like trans folks and talking about like the sexual exploitation of children and all of this bullshit and you could tell that like you know he's just a grifter and he's just going through the motions his heart's not in it and he says it and at the end like there's like a standing ovation like everybody in the room just gets up and it's like clapping at trump and he's like looks a little bewildered and like says wow you know like five years ago you know, I, I talked about cutting taxes and this is the reaction I got five years later. You know, you guys don't care about tax cutting. You know, I talk about this, you know, everybody gets up, a standing ovation. You know, I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. Literally said this, literally calling yeah. the supporters, you're stupid. Like you are like clapping seals, you know, like just yeah. Yeah. I could the say flavor anything. of the I could moment. And they love yeah. him. For it. It's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but it really is like cultish. It's instant. Like that's the thing is that all that Newsmax stuff was them trying to like figure out like what's our next thing now that Trump is out and Biden is in. And for a while it was like CRT, which had kind of an ask to it, which is run for local school board. There's at least some kind of a political 
project there with the CRT stuff, but they just, it, I, whatever the focus groups were telling them, they were saying this just hits a right wing pleasure zone when you talk about transgender that everything else just can't match. And so now Trump has to pretend that like the guy who can't stop talking about the chandelier at Phantom in the Opera in the 1980s really cares whether some kid is transgender or not. And like, I think he'll play along. He'll play along in the way that he played along with Pence and the Evangelicals in 2016. Yeah, because he has to. But it's, it's him doing his best impression of like, what 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 are they like? They like the transgender. Okay, we'll do we'll do the transgender now. That's my new thing is the transgender. It's, so it's yeah, it's really like it's like watching um you know baby learn you know not to touch the stove or like it, just learning aversion things and in, in like in real time it's like seeing a a, a, a a small brained creature figure out like oh what sets off the um what sets off the you know the, you know what pleasure zones in the a lot of the supporters. I don't want to make it just a lot of them are smaller brains. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the cascading effect yeah. of idiocy. Yeah. From one smooth brain down the, down the slopes the, of another. The, the brains brain. are just getting smoother. Um, it's the trickle yeah. down effect, the trickle down smooth brainness that we all well, suffer from. Speaking of the clapping like seals, he also gave a rousing uh, speech at Bedster, uh, New Jersey uh, to tens of dozens of people from what I can make out. Maybe there were more um, at one of his golf courses. Um, and I got to say, like, I, Trump has been jabbed like he has self jabbed himself where like the whole thing of jab is when is he going to fight back? All these people, yeah. you're complaining that this guy keeps kicking you in the dick and you can't get him to apologize to your wife and everyone's just waiting for you to like throw a punch and you can't. And the whole story with Trump is that like whether it's like Barack Obama or Bill Gates or Dr. Fauci or now the special counsel, all these people are constantly bamboozling me and making an Omer fud of me and it's so sad what's happening and it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? He's like, well, when I get in there as president, all all this is gone. It's like, that was your pitch in 2016? <laughs> like, yeah. this yeah. whole pitch only makes sense in a world where everyone forgets yeah. that you no, are it, ever the president. It's pretty cucked, but he's still dominating in the polls. His lead is growing. Yes. He's like, yes, he's, yes, I, saw, I, think, I think it's like, he's like 56. And then the second place is DeSantis at 12. At 12. Yeah. Like, he is going down, not up. So like, right. look, yes, I get what you're saying, but right. he's still dominating. And I don't think that's not in. So I sensed this a little bit when I was in Delaware and I saw a lot of the like conservative lifestyle brand people there. Um, I do think they're in their I'm with her era with this, where even remember Hillary Clinton was investigated for emails and all, all manner of Benghazi, what have you. And her numbers went up because people in the party rallied around her to be like, no, you're targeting her. This is me. You're mean. Not Don't me. do this Not to, me. to my – Not, not any of us, but I'm saying it's 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 not they're, – they're, it's a primal thing where they're rallying around someone who they feel is under attack, even if they're under attack for doing <laughs> something institutionally wrong. Yeah. But I'm saying I think they are in a ideological cul-de-sac now where they're with him because they have to be. In the way that the Democrats were with Hillary because they had to be. Yeah, look, and we've talked about it in this podcast, and we're not the yeah. only ones that have pointed this out. Right. Or politics and our just it's just I'm gonna own Team Blue. Yes. Team yes. Red yes. wants to own Team Blue. Like it's just yeah. all about Team sports. owning each other now. 
right. like triggering each other. Yes. And it's kind of funny sometimes, but it, it like it does get a little old sometimes. And yeah, you know, quality of life is continuously declining no matter who's in office. And yeah, it's it's at, at some point it's like okay, yeah, we're you know we're we're getting fucked over. <laughs> like yeah, bad. my health, my health. They sent me a letter in the mail. Um, we we are legally uh, obligated to tell you that we petitioned the state to let us raise your premiums one hundred and sixty dollars per month. And like, there's no amount of like owning the magas that is going to like do anything about that situation that like will materially affect me. I know. The one thing I do want, I, I don't want, I don't want to escape uh, I, as we move over to another topic really quickly. But from the 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 Versailles storyline, um, I this is one of those stories that gets like lost in history, and I I feel like it's important to mention because I think we've alluded to this before about Versailles, La Carreta, a lot of these South Florida sort of um, institutional restaurants that really are like right wing hubs for right wing and proud boy activity. Mm-hmm. And if you ever just drive by them on any random day, yeah. you'll see the black and gold Fred Perry polos. Yeah, you'll see this. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, exactly. And I, I always want to bring up the fact that that doesn't happen by accident. I don't know how many people know about the Vals family down here in Miami, Florida, suck. but it, they, they're horrible. Even, like I, I know th- they're trying to do some sort of like reputation laundering politically where they like the younger generation or try- they want to get invited to good parties. They're like kind of like the Melania and, uh, and Jared version of, of Ivanka, you know, Miami Ivanka excuse me. Or Ivanka. Mm-hmm. Ivanka. Sorry. Yeah. What did I say? Melania? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Melania. Where's Un- Melania been, by the way? Stuff, David. You gotta unpack. Melania, do you guys think Melania's alive? Do you think she's like really alive? I don't know. Yeah. She's, she, she might be dead. She's not in the campaign trail. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think she's no. like, I don't give a fuck about this anymore. I'm not getting dragged along. Like, So the the story I wanted to tell is about F- Felipe Val Sr., who was sort of the um, the uh, the patriarch of this family. And the story that's lost to, to history is this one where he basically, in that restaurant in Versailles, had like a weird sex dungeon room. <laughs> in the back and he got out of you guys remember this story because this is something from like 2015 that no. got completely memory what and it's hard yes it's hard to find old uh contemporary contemporaneous articles about it but <laughs> it's from <laughs> it's from this uh a, a cashier named Eiler ayala who worked there from 2010 to 2013 um where she so this is like this is like instead of pizza gate it's like croqueta gate croqueta gate <laughs> Cortadito gate. Like, <laughs> so what would happen is he would she would order he would order like one uh croqueta from her or some like three dollar thing. He would give her a hundred dollar bill. He would ask her about her career and about what she wants to do. And uh well, here it is from the Miami New Times, one of the few sources that still has articles out there about it. I don't know where all of this reporting went, um, but uh the court document, because she, you know, filed a um she filed it bears noting a uh a suit against the the Valls family company, the restaurant company, not specifically Felipe Valls, but he was named in the text of the suit. Uh, and that suit said that uh, during her part-time employment at Versailles in January 2005, because she worked there for like something like nine years, uh, Felipe Valls Sr. would visit her at work, order a Cuban pastry that cost about $1.50 and routinely pay for the tab and place a $100 bill in plaintiff's pocket. Valls Sr. then began to invite Ayala to meet him during non-working hours to discuss her future and dreams. Um, according to the lawsuit, they began to have an extremely sorted sexual relationship that oh, included yeah. having Ayala engage in sexual relations with Mr. Vial, Mr. Valls, requesting that Miss Ayala, and this guy's a hero down here. Like people 
Love this guy. There are streets named after this guy. And yeah, not um, us. Not no, us. Yeah, not, not us. Uh, he would bring her to the Miami Princess Hotel, which if you've ever seen that hotel, you know exactly what it is. Um, you can't help but see it when you drive by on Lejeune, uh, photographing and videotaping her. And also that he had a, a sort of a partitioned room littered with sex toys in the back of her size. Um, so I just like to mention that story because it feels like it, it just got lost to history. Whenever people start talking about, oh, this cute little place. I think Anthony Bourdain visited there. It's like, yeah, did he get the full tour? Did he get the whole? Did Anthony Bourdain even visit Versailles? No, he went to. Um, he went to VNM. He went to VNM. Yeah. And no, he also went to the place out in Kendall, the um, uh, La Tropical, not La Tropical. I forget the name of it, but. Uh, Oh, yeah. La Isla, Isla but, Canaria, Isla Canaria. That's where he went. He did go to B&M. I believe that he said that it's his uh, favorite uh, restaurant in Miami. Uh, and B&M, uh, shout out, great place, great food, great people. Go, go, go eat there. Don't go to Versailles. Go to B&M. So from two, em- from two embarrassing Florida men running for um, president, uh, two, three. They are just multiplying. Um, Francis Suarez, one of our favorite uh, subjects on this uh, podcast, mayor of the city of Miami, is going to begin what promises to be probably the most quixotic run of any of anybody on the conservative side. Idiotic, idiotic, yeah. idiotic, <laughs> and, and I, not just quixotic, yeah. idiotic. I just wanted to point out that like worst worst campaign slogan I have objectively ever seen. What is the slogan? It's time to get things started. Uh, yes. It's time to get things started. Is that the Black Eyed Peas song? Go to his website. Go to his thing. It's time to get things started. A Black Eyed Peas song that <gasps> originally was like an ableist slur. And- <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It's just whatever, dude. My favorite was the uh, Forrest Gump style running around the various parts of Miami that aren't even in his jurisdiction Which as mayor. Also- <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tweet from today. I, I quote tweeted this guy because I found this tweet. He like completely ripped off that fucking commercial from another guy's commercial that like ran in like a, for some Fort Lauderdale local office. It's it's like the Perfect. same ad, but it's just like low budget. So, yeah, whatever. The, yeah, they would keep the, going. No, the, the the I mean I couldn't agree more. It's uh, but I I have a feeling that what he would say, taken from the text of one of his tweets announcing his candidacy. Uh, quote, I'm the biggest threat to the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's right. A Hispanic no. conservative Republican from a big city. The, the unicorn of all we unicorns. We have no shortage of those in Florida. <laughs> yeah, they're shaking. Those in Florida. they're shaking and pissing. Yeah, you're you're and the only one, bro. Wow. I think that you two are only <laughs> mad at him because he destroys their your entire narrative. Uh, you're threatened and they're coming at me with everything that they can, but he won't apologize for his success. Guys, don't make you, him you, apologize you, for his successes. What's the success? You buried the lead there. You buried the lead there, which is he called him. He called himself in relation to him being the you know a Republican Hispanic conservative. He called himself the unicorn of all unicorns. <laughs> That's a gay thing. <laughs> It's cool, whatever, but like, I mean, yeah, then be that, you know, like, 
Your dad was a liberal. Like, fuck it. Like, why not just be a lib like your dad was? His dad was not a liberal. His dad was insane. His dad but, but refused his, to shake Nelson Mandela's son and picket at his event. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was all that's and all tied dad, up with Cuban shit. And that's yeah. always forgiven. It's always like, no, no, that's yeah. okay that he did that. because. And his dad was uh, – he went to trial in 1997. I'm actually about to tweet a video of this because he committed so much election fraud – had like dead people voting on like fraudulent absentee ballots that then Francis Suarez was a witness for in the trial because he claimed that he didn't witness those absentee ballots, even though it was signed F Suarez. And he was like, well, that's not me. The judge determined that there was so much fraud in that case that he actually annulled the election was like, no, Xavier Suarez, you are not mayor. And then, Get made his opponent the mayor. And you know who his opponent was? Joe Carollo. Our boy. Joe Carollo. And, um, and, and if you would think that, and, and unless you think that a, per, that a character like that, it way back then in the late 90s would be, um, you know, remaindered under the scrap heap of history. No, man, he was my fucking county commissioner up until like two years yeah. ago or three years ago. Yeah. He also, like, yeah, yeah, like, there's so many, like, golden nuggets of, like, Miami history that people forget. But, like, Xavier Soros was called a local mayor, um, a mayor local. He had uh, what I think is the most uh, disruptive, innovative plan to fix Miami traffic. More public transportation, you may ask? No. More uh, lanes, uh, which is a bad solution to public transportation? No. He wanted to have these uh, fleet of, I guess, like county helicopters that would come in and pick up cars with like magnets <laughs> and like like drop them in other areas to alleviate traffic. This is a real thing that he was like pro- – he proposed. This is like yeah, – we, we have been plagued by the these Suarez. fucking – pests in our county for decades now and now they want to go to the national level and our responsibility as miami dade residents who have allowed this to happen is to stop this from spreading this cancer from spreading to the rest of the country like this is our duty to the rest of the country and to our fellow countrymen and women i'm still fixated i'm on i'm the unicorn of all unicorns like Hey, uh, uh, hey, Francis, uh, I, I, I head up a, a venture capitalist firm and my wife here heads up a tech startup. Please don't be offended, but we're really into your vibe. <laughs> we've, been watching, like, we've been watching your run from across the room and we're really intrigued by your candidacy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, that's such a horrible choice of words, <laughs> especially given like that that is his whole or, way of being. No, but Jerry, you touch, you touch on it. It's time, it's time to get things started. So let's uh, let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go. No, but let's Jerry, go. you touch on something I wanted to, to bring up, which is like, I don't want this sort of, you know, kind of comical character. I, I don't want us to just like lump him in with Trump and DeSantis because – his supporters are a very unique stripe of people. And if you were to rank them in terms of like, like unsavoriness, I put Suarez as like weird Bitcoin, Elon Musk, NFT fucking freak supporters. Like I would distant third, distant third in terms of wanting to hang with any of those kind of people. Let me wear, hang out with like a MAGA red hat wearing freak any day of the week over the people that are those, those guys. Like, it, oh, yeah. like what, what, 
do you, what kind of vibe do you get from these? It is a very much a, like we like your vibe. We've been watching you from across the room. Yes. I mean, it's, <laughs> would you it, like to share a blood bag with us? Type people. It's it's cold blooded, but not in a Kobe Bryant way. Not no. in a Killer Instinct way. It's cold blooded in a reptilian. I don't have my yeah. I sold I sold all of my humanity. I'm all machine. I'm all like I'm all graft. There's nothing like it's. Like Patrick Bateman a little bit. Like it's very like scary. And and we need to also, David, we need to put these clips. Um I can send them to you on there on my Twitter. But there's there's some Cuban and Cuban violence happening um uh in, oh, yes. in, in Miami right now because uh another yes. grifter, uh former Miami Dade Mayor Carlos Jimenez and now congressman, uh has been fucking brutally skewering Francis Suarez going on Every fucking talk show, news show, uh, local radio show calling him a fraud, uh, saying that he's not qualified, that he pretends to be Miami-Dade County mayor and not the actual ceremonial yes. city Miami mayor that he is. Me? No, I'm not. But I'll tell you what, and I've, I've said this before, I will never support Francis Suarez. I think that he is a complete fraud. Why? Uh, he voted, why? Because he voted for uh, Hillary Clinton, he voted for Andrew Gillum, and he voted for Joe Biden, all three. And so in what universe will a person that's voted that way in the past is is going to get the Republican nomination. And there's a many other things about Francis Suarez. I know that he's, he weaves a really good tale, but believe me, I know Francis Suarez very well. I will never, ever support him for president. All right. Uh, he has been elected twice as mayor in Miami uh, as a Republican. Uh, yeah. You just don't oh, no, buy no. it, right? No, no. Well, listen, he, he got elected by a total of 20,000 votes. Okay. He's the mayor of the city of Miami. The mayor of Miami is the mayor of Miami-Dade. I received 500,000 votes. It's a little bit different. All right, Congressman, thank you very Saying much. Saying that he's not a real Republican because he voted for Hillary Clinton, even though Carlos Jimenez publicly endorsed Hillary Clinton and made a show of voting for her because everybody thought she was going to win. So the Spider-Man meme... And the funniest thing, <laughs> the funniest thing, and I didn't say it, like Jimenez said it. So th- this is not some bullshit from our podcast. I think it was like on Radio Mambi or, or whatever. And they were like, I know that Francis Suarez is a traitor. And I know because he dated my niece and and my niece knows all about him being a traitor. So I'm like, damn, this is getting like personal, yo. Dirty like they fucking five families shit. And Billy yeah. Corbin, you know, he he had uh, Tomas Regalado, the city of Miami mayor that preceded Francis, you know, at the city uh, on his podcast, a Republican, by the way, uh, talking shit about him and saying how unqualified he was and talking about the FBI investigation for because for Francis taking this, this developer money to fast track projects. So like, yeah, man, like, look, they're going to they're going to fucking like skewer this guy. They're going to destroy him because here in Miami, you know. The, the, the local press has treated him with silk gloves because at the end of the day, they can go to like the local Univision and Telemundo and mega stations and be like, we are not going to fucking uh, pay for any political advertisements. We are going to pull all our money if you come after us. And these fucking stations that are like on life support, you know, they, they are yeah. pay to play. They are pay to play. Like a lot of yeah. these, they will call editors and this has happened. Confirmed. They call editors to like get reporters in trouble, to get them fired but they can't do that shit. And I'm not defending the, like the corporate media or the national media, but like they, they can't do that shit uh, at the national level with these national outlets. And this guy is an easy target, you know? So he's going to get fucked up. Did you see him on Stephanopoulos when they asked no. him, they asked him about the indictment and like, 
you know, Francis immediately tried to do like the pivot to like, well, in Miami, blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, no, 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 bro. Like, I'm asking you about the indictment. And for like two minutes, just like had this guy by the balls. Well, I don't know all the details about how he handled classified information. I do know that a former president. You read the indictment, uh, didn't you? Uh, and and for, Did you read the course, indictment? But what, what, what I'm did, saying what is. What did it say sure, to you? What did of course it say I to you? I mean, I'm just trying to get a simple answer to that question. I let you say why you're running for president. Yeah. Answer that question. You know, Francis looking yeah. like a deer in headlight, trying to squirm his way out of answering and just the guy just following up and following up. So, yeah. I, and of course, the FBI is on his ass. I mean, it's going to be like sad because this guy is our mayor and it's pathetic, honestly. But it's also going to be really fucking funny. It's also insane that like you're running against Don- if you're running for president and Donald Trump is also running for president, you're running against Donald Trump. How can you not have an answer this week for that question? It's not this. This is so not a gotcha. He was literally yeah. standing. He was standing outside of the courthouse. He was. You went there. He was there. Tomas chased him down the street, trying to yeah. get him to answer the same question. Francis, what about the developer money you took? What about those bribes? What do you got to say about being investigated by the FBI? On, on the indictment question, bro. It's like just answer the fucking question. You know what I mean? Or just like, you know, say like, you know, pivot to your bullshit, like Republican talking points or whatever, or get like combative with the, with, with the journalist. I mean, you're, you're the Republican primary voters will love that, like perform, you know what I mean? Do like the whole political bullshit performance thing. I don't like it, but like do it. But this guy was just like trying to squirm his way and trying to like, look, you know, like, you know, trying to not piss off anybody and trying to recite his bullshit memorized talking points about the, the Miami miracle, which is all a lie because he's used again. That's what I was saying for he's used to that treatment in Miami, but he's not going to get that treatment in the national press. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to let him get away with that and they're not scared of him. So again, it's going to be really fucking funny. And even the local press are starting to like, you know, like, like stick the knife in. No, that, good. And, and um, to Tomas's point, it's true about the way that the media is cowed locally here. The um, j- the, the governor just signed or just enacted a rule where basically enacted a law where uh, just like yeah, we know that we know that car that car dealerships add literally nothing to the world, but like mm-hmm. we, we you know what? Unless uh, you, you, like car dealerships will always be able to live, right? Even though they are complete parasites and um you know that's been talked about a lot but what i noticed is that the miami herald didn't really write very much about it and what i also happen to know is that a couple of years ago the miami herald got a large grant and a big endowment from the esserman foundation the esserman toyota foundation the the, the 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 family that owns one of our larger car dealership chains down here and they use that to fund a couple of reporting positions and i don't think it's um i don't think it's out of out of turn to ask like hey how come you guys aren't reporting a little a more reason? critically yeah. on this you know and that's the and that's the genteel way of doing it right as opposed to yeah. just calling up and saying we're, we're pulling ads you know that's and, yeah. and and yeah absolutely that's the the foundation that suarez has built his entire reputation on and it's bullshit the miami miracle is bullshit and not just suarez but a lot of local and state level politicians and some federal ones in this county like that Mm -hmm. is what they do absolutely yep 
Um, so Suarez, do, do we have any, uh, what's an over under, let's say it right now on, on June 16th, 2023, when he drops out, he, he is pulling at what percent I'm going to go with not, not like, um, not statistically relevant, like, not, like less yeah, than, what? less than a margin of error where you can't even know yeah, who is that VVAT guy who's getting He's out now. He was around two. Yeah. He's going to pick there. up the VVAT guy. He's going to, that's the yeah. crossover there. It's the, yeah. the, 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 it's the. Um, Peter Thiel no. freaks those, but like, but he was nobody anyway. He didn't have any numbers. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree because Vivek like throws red meat. Like he he's a better performer. Like mm-hmm. like no, Francis zero. So That's you're zero saying person. Vivek numbers are actually too significant. <laughs> he's looking up at Vivek. Zero 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 zero, zero. like zero. <laughs> I just DOA. It just feels like everybody that supports um that supports Suarez like is running like a like a like a server farm in Latvia or something. Like it feels like they're not real, they're like weird tech scammers or something. It's like the same people, like he's gonna have like spam numbers calling me to like put to pitch his, you know. Like Twitter users where it's mostly numbers yes. instead of letters yes. as their handle. Yeah. yeah. The people who go who are like under more replies. Like he, he's like a bunch of those people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what uh that's what that's what that's what I see um coming in. Look, way. at the end of the day, these people we talked about this in the podcast with Billy. They're sociopaths, they're narcissists, they're egomaniacs. So Francis absolutely thinks that he can catch fire and become president. He won't. He yeah. won't. But at the end of the day, he knows that he'll raise money from these like developers and tech grifters, you know, that he can use in a future endeavor and there will be a future endeavor. Uh, he knows that if Trump wins, which, you know, it, it can happen, like don't delude yourself if you're listening to a podcast, mm. he can win and get some ambassadorship or right. end up right. as, uh, appointed to the Organization of America States or, you know, get an, a, a, uh, an admin position, some, some, you know, perch to continue the grift. Or if all else fails, he has a surefire thing, which is the revolving door between public and private life. Become a high-paying lobbyist for some bullshit grift. Uh, And the only thing that would be a happy ending for us is for the authorities to actually investigate him and for him to suffer actual like legal consequences for abusing and, and using his public office for you know personal and political benefit, but we'll see. Which, so this is this brings me to my if if every criminal investigation is actually a political persecution, is his pitch really going to be that Donald Trump is the only thing standing? Me and Donald Trump are the only thing standing in the way of like you and your freedoms. Like if I wasn't running for president. They wouldn't be coming after me. So please like and subscribe and donate and share this video. And yeah, it it, it works serendipitously in his favor because he can say, yeah, like the only reason that this is happening is, oh, is it any coincidence this is happening while I'm a, uh, you know, while I'm being this firebrand conservative, uh, you know, mayor who's coming out and and uh, refusing to apologize for his success as Tomas makes the the classic jag off motion. You just see, bro. Did you see when 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 the Miami Herald broke the fucking FBI? Um, sorry, the, the the bribes from the developers, right, to fast track those projects, bro. Like hand in the fucking cookie jar. Like you got caught. There's like emails, you know, uh, from the developer uh, to Francis Suarez asking him for his assistance and help after the mayor's office, you know, 
emailed the zoning director that was holding these permits, you know, asking him to remove it. Then the secret, like you got caught with like a little disgusting toddler, like, you know, with the little dirty hand in the cookie jar and his excuses. And I posted about this is the criminal city attorney who literally is under her own, under her own scandal for abusing a, a, a county program to like, you know, uh, uh, flip houses. Yeah told them that it was okay for him to have, you know, a private uh, 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 consulting gigs with entities that lobby the city. She's like, well, the city attorney told me it was okay. He doesn't deny it and says it's a witch hunt because the Miami Herald loves to go after Hispanic political leaders. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, dude, like 70% of elected officials in Miami-Dade are Hispanic leaders. Like. It's, and, and also like doing the identity politics thing, right? That Republicans supposedly hate so much. So yeah. like completely shameless in in every every explanation, every excuse that he's given for this. And he's not even giving an excuse, right? He's saying like, no, fuck you. Like I asked our corrupt city attorney, I can grift off of my public office. I can get paid, you know, for this and I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep doing it. C- crazy. I mean, wild. The, the only, the incentive structure for this is also like, has to be obvious to any of our like nations, like living, breathing GTA villains. Like <laughs> if, if Jeffrey Epstein was still alive, he has to be looking at this and say, if I run for office, they won't be able to touch me. Cause I'll cry that it's a political witch hunt. I'll ask Ghislaine to be it's my the lieutenant new move. governor. It's the new move. That's the thing is like, just say it's politics. This is all this politics. Is all political. Uh, I'm innocent and this is politics. Like what a- other people have to notice that that's the, your way out of jail is become a political figure. So we're coming to the top of the hour, and I definitely want to get to Gerald's uh, market watch section because I, I we we, we oh. talked about this over the over chat. Oh yeah, um, gotta, I gotta get out around six. So. Uh, the the oh, only I, other thing I had in the notebook it. was that there were Nazis outside Disney. Like whatever they they were there. Don't know what to tell you. They're here. They live in a place called Wildwood, Florida. If you ever and, want to and go, guess like, what? They're going to them. continue being outside of places yeah. because the governor is the one that doesn't condemn them and the one that creates the climate for them to feel emboldened enough to do this. So get used to that. Unfortunately. And now woke market watch with Gerald Doherty. Gerald, what do you got for us today? Um, so I couldn't help but notice uh, just because again I was just very bored. Um, but uh, I noticed uh, two things: the targ, the um, the Anheuser Busch boycott, which you're all very familiar with, in which uh, Anheuser Busch uh, partnered with Dylan Mulvaney, um, and a lot of people have been pretending to be very outraged about that. Um, <laughs> that boycott uh, plateaued right around the time that the to- the Target boycott, the Target boycott being because not Target didn't boy uh, didn't partner with Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Target just had uh, gay stuff for gay kids, and now uh, they're being boycotted too. Um, the audacity to do a campaign that they do every year, basically. Yeah, so the, the, they started boycotting tar- Target, and once they started boycotting Target, the Bud Light, the, uh, the Anheuser-Busch stock plateaued. It leveled off. The drop stopped. Since Monday, um, which is to say when uh, conservatives have been maximally distracted, we'll say, or fixated <laughs> on just one thing, Target and Anheuser-Busch have recovered, uh, depending on time of day, anywhere from a third to 40% of what they lost since these boycotts started uh, in about four or five days. 
Now, this could just be a fluke. I don't know. But I have to think that investors are betting they can get a cheap stock to uh, appreciate uh, the difference into their own pockets and their own portfolios. I can get a I can get a sixty five dollar stock for fifty five dollars. I can get a one hundred fifty dollar stock for one hundred twenty five dollars. If they're just going to be fixated on the trial, it behooves me to let this money appreciate into my own pocket, into my own portfolio. So my ask for any of uh, our, our our listeners, if you're like, hey, this this is going to be like the, the good old days of Comey. This is going to be like the Comey days when we went to the bars to watch Comey. If you're going to be watching this stuff anyway, post up and tag us in any uh, Bud Light that you purchased at Target. Let us know that you're watching the trial and you're helping, uh, you know, put a dent in their project. Let this boycott be uh, uh, just ashes in their mail. I'd like to see that. If we're just owning, I'd like to see it. So if you if you've been listening to this and you've been like, I love the the sound of three male voices, these three specifically, not the all the others, uh, and you've been you've been following along. Post the Bud Light that you got at Target and that you're drinking and watching Tag all us. the details of the of, of the bathroom crimes. Let us know. Let us know that that's what you're doing. Tag us. Between the three of us, yes. 150,000 yes. Twitter followers. Of course, like yeah. 99% of them are Tomases, but still. <laughs> yeah. Say that you're boycotting bathroom crimes. Hashtag boycott bathroom crimes. And let us know that. Don't, it- don't tag me. <laughs> tag tag you know what? the Tag show. the shit out of Tomas. Yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't immediately let you know that he saw it, just tag him but again. Tag the show. Tag the show. I'd like to see. I'd like to see you. I would not retweet you.